Welcome to our podcast on substance use and mental health on campus. This three-part series, each focusing on different aspects surrounding this topic, medical, cultural, and historical perspectives. It can be listened to in any order at your leisure. In this, in this episode, we're going to be talking about, about uh, what addiction is as it's def- defined in the medical field. So this is the medical perspective on addiction in American society. Um, so I guess we'll just start, just start with what is addic- addiction. Um, it's cl- clinically referred to as a substance use disorder, uh, and, and most medical institu- institutions define it as a disease. Um, the American Society of, on Addiction Medicine defines addiction as a primary chronic disease of brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. Well, what does it mean when we call addiction a brain disorder? Uh, uh, the National Institute on Drug Abuse uh, Director Dr. Volkhaus cites benefits as, as drug public health focused response to increase access to treatment and reduce stigma. So ba- basically, um, medicalizing addiction uh, is sort of le- like a driving force to get the public's attention to acknowledge the disease and also um, want, want to contribute to harm reduction. Definitely, like, um, the medical field defining it as a, as a disorder, I think, helps alleviate some of, some of the problems that arise, arise from stigma that's associated it. Because, I mean, there still is stigma that surrounds it because of the mental disorder. But um, when you when you do it as, like, as a disorder, it's a little bit easier to, to like, not be placing blame on the person who's suffering. Um, and so I think that's why it's really, it's really important to be discussing it. And I'm happy that the healthcare field defi- defines a disease. Right. And then um, it's like an Ethan Summerson course, um, um anthropological work, script addiction. He discusses his how uh, the vo- vocabulary of clinicians and social workers who are dealing with, with addiction sort of, sort of reflect larger cultural narratives. And when those narratives are... Um, stigmatized against addiction or substance use, um, it makes treatment very difficult and ineffective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, we sh- should also say, I guess, that treatment approaches for addiction are generally successful, um, like of chronic diseases, and that's from the American Society on Addiction Medicines, as well. This is kind of a lot of this can be found, be found on, on their site, which we can, can um, have a link available on our own website for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they also talk about how, how clearly in criminology and medicine is really, really, really important in communicating uh, like current understanding of disease and then risk, risk factors and diagnoses and treatment and, you know, the, the health and wellness of, our, of the patients. Um, and that's always been kind of a problem. I know with mathematical terminology because there is that cultural component where right. it is it's about like cultural narratives so it's kind of all of these things things are connected to each other in, in all kinds of different ways but that's why it's important to take that holistic perspective because you can't you can't really separate that from each other so like when, when we are talking about medical you know the, the medical definition of addiction there is a cultural component to, to it there is a historical component to it which is kind of why we did the um, um, these three perspectives in our in this podcast, basically. Right. 
Um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, but yeah, I was I was saying the language that um, um medical professionals use really has an impact on how the public regards addiction. Like um, Dr. Volkow said, um, it's you know medicalizing it because I mean, I mean there obviously is a medical component, but putting a medical emphasis on it um, um, is to attempt to reduce stigma, um, but also I guess like the linguistic uh, like, like the language that professionals use is also important to correct because, because like you, you said that culture is so so ingrained into how we think about it and if you don't correct your terminology what you actually, actually like you know believe, believe or I think inside right. doesn't necessarily really translate right. to, to the treatment and then then we have med medical professionals um refer to um substance use in a certain way um people are going to them for guidance and they're sort of the authority on this yeah at least in the middle aspect yeah definitely and, and it's like in that way sometimes you i feel like you could, you could consider medical professionals like trendsetters i guess in that mm -hmm. regard because like you know how how they spawn and deal with it in some way can set a precedent for how it should be dealt with so making them those changes you know at the root, which is like client or, or not patient, patient and doctor um like really where that can be helpful right um and so like when you see um, um the resources that um my, my university sort of sort of offer and the language that they use regarding substance use whether it, it be alcohol or prescription pills or uh cannabis or whatever um, um a lot of the, a lot of the language avoided it yeah. and that that doesn't really do anything to, to actually help the, the issue or knowledge whatever struggles that students may be going through or right. reflect the reality of what is going on on, right. on and off campus so, so it's important to sort of correct language yeah absolutely especially because college campuses i think, I think sometimes it's really big um di difficult to distinguish between like what is like, like quote college drinking and what actually like a substance use problem right right so that's yeah i definitely that's where that map matters um especially in talking about about preventing um like the, the development of a dependency problem um that stems from like drinking in college mm. they're like a it's nice to know that um you know, because it, or since it's been identified as a chronic chronic brain disease, people are more understanding of um, perspective that, or not even the perspective, but like the idea that yeah, that, that um, addiction addiction is something that's lifelong battle, basically. Right. Um. And now that it's been identified as like a chronic disease um, by most medical institutions. Um, there's, there's more resources allocated towards, like, in recovery and also, like, training program to help, um, decrease overdose rates, 
um, like harm, Redu- harm reduction Ohio is a resource that's close to our home um, and and they're a really great resource they have like a really nice website that has like the latest news about um, the opioid epidemic in Ohio um, and they have training programs to administer naloxone for people who don't know naloxone is the medication that um, reverses the effect of an overdose um, you might, might know a Narcan Narcan is the brand. Loxone is the medicine. Um, so they have like training pro- programs for, I guess, quote unquote, like everyday people, like your like your lay people, so that so that um, we can decrease overdose rates overall. Because especially in Ohio, uh, it's been been hit hard. Um, we have a, we've had a record level of overdose deaths in 2021, which is which is really saying because this has been an ongoing an ongoing issue. Um, um, so the American Society of uh, uh, Addiction, Addiction, their board board in 2007 endorsed the establishment of a descriptive and diagnostic term terminology action group. Um, um, and this group conducted extensive research um, to to, to develop their like short definitions of addiction. As well, as well as definitions for terms related to treatment, recovery, and the spectrum of like, like the substance use. Um, and so, since they've done that, that's and because that they they did that, that that's really what spurred like public understanding and acceptance of acceptance of addiction. Um, but the task force also recommended that definitions for medication assisted recovery, which is like AR, and medication assisted treatment, treatment. Uh, which have which have been identified by additional terms be retired from uh, ASAM documents, um, which proves that addiction treatment is uh, con- continuously evolving. Yeah. Um, yeah, so especially, I think, I think it's like really nice to hear that, that there's been so much uh, focus put on terminology that's used in the medical field, especially by ASAM and ASAM and um, I know that NIDA, NIDA which is the National Institute um, um, for Drug Abuse, and also SAMHSA, which is the Substance Use and Mental Health Administration, which are all, all government websites, um, have been putting a lot of focus on that. It's nice to hear. Yeah, and I think that it definitely, it's a, it's a slow uphill battle, but there has been some uh, sort of societal reflection on uh, the medicalization of addictions and substance use. Uh, unfortunately, I think that a lot of people still kind of view um, substance and addiction and a moral defect. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a really interesting um, anthropological article um, by Dr. Nicole Henderson and, and William, uh, Dr. William W. w. Dressler, mm-hmm. excuse me, and it's called... <laughs> Medical disease or moral defect, stigma, attribution, and cultural models of addiction, casualty, and addiction population. And I believe the uh, the sample pool is from from the University of Alabama, and it shows that a lot of, a lot of students um, do understand addiction at least some, somewhat in a medical perspective. But a lot of a lot of it's intertwined with. Uh, people assuming that it's a defect of the person themselves or it's a lack of 
willpower mm. or control and you don't really see um mm. that full effect so hopefully um our pod- podcast can help us facilitate a conversation to sort of be open about these things and then yeah. discuss the way we th- think about them um, move toward a better and um i guess constructive helpful useful yeah. way of, of discussing uh this issue definitely um with, with such like effort being being put into their like um therapeutic language and medical term- terminology i think it, it that really helps to let pe- people feel like resources are more accessible to them right um so i guess it's um well i have everyone's hope and i know that's our hope that uh, this continues to evolve, and that um, you know people feel, feel more comfortable being able to able to reach out uh, um, their doctors or or you know, to go and to go and help. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else that you you want to add to this conversation? Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty pretty well. All right. I guess we're gonna, gonna end it here, and and um. I guess we'll see you guys in the other episodes. Yeah, sounds good. Good. Let's hear you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you, that you find our website useful, useful, and that, that you listen to the other episodes and hopefully gain, gain something from it. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>